Hi there, this is John Father speaking. Thank you for joining me on today's broadcast on Sea Tribe River Community. It's a great Sunday morning. I really do appreciate the fact that um, you took our time to listen to this. It means a lot. I pray that beyond just my words, I pray that the words I speak find expression in your years in your life in your next step you take right now i pray that god speaks through me that you won't hear me that you would hear god in the midst of it all so i read from psalms 112 from verses 1 through 3 Praise the Lord. Happy is the person who honors the Lord, who takes pleasure in obeying his command. A good man's children will be powerful in the land. His descendants will be blessed. His family will be wealthy and rich and will be prosperous forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So basically, you know, the revelation knowledge I got for this conversation on happy marriage is anchored on the premises of verses 2 and 3. It says the good man's children will be powerful in the land and his descendants will be blessed. His family will be wealthy and rich and he will be prosperous forever. Now, if you focus on verse 3, it says that his family will be wealthy and rich and will be prosperous forever. Now, listen. For a lot of you out there who are single because you want to have some level of wealth before you get married, I read this and I said, wow, this thought place family before the man becoming very, very prosperous forever. And he attests to the fact that his family will be wealthy and rich. That means that there are three levels. <laughs> three levels down once you get married there's a covenant of wealth one a covenant of being rich a covenant of being prosperous these three things are different there are three different things we used to use them as synonyms but there are three different contexts I always pay attention to every detailed Bible used to conceptualize any passage it says that the first thing it says in two is now the person who is qualified to bring forth children into this world is anybody who is responsible before God responsible before himself and responsible towards his community. Two says that a good man's children will be powerful in the land. Now listen, you need to understand this now perfectly. Perfectly. The fact that you are a covenant keeping or probably you choose to please God in your ways, God is honored so he has to honor you one by giving you kids 
by ensuring that your kids have them as their mentors, thereby they become powerful in the land. Two is the head of the family. It says his family will be wealthy and rich. Now, you know, this mentality whereby the woman says our money is our money, his money is our money. The scriptures makes it clear that his family will be wealthy and rich. That means that it is supposed to be our money. He is wealthy and rich. That means that if your husband is wealthy, the wife too will be rich. My contest is this. In a world whereby we try to be woke, we try to do things based on other cultures. I feel it, and I think his word is everlasting. It's an everlasting truth that cannot change, despite how woke our environment chooses to be. So, I'm making it clear to you now that it takes a family. That means that the moment you get married, your family is entitled to be wealthy and rich, provided you take the steps. Of ensuring that you you honor God and you take pleasure in whatever it is he commands of you or the, the good man children you know in by virtue of your commitment to God God gives you an offspring as a covenant to his name or offsprings as a covenant to his name and I like this verse 3 so much. It says his family will be wealthy and rich and he will be prosperous forever. Now listen. There are three phases of wealth when you start building a family that you have you ought to notice or probably take into considera- consideration. The first stage is build wealth. Wealth is wealth is wealth, you've heard that before. Wealth is more holistic. Rich could be based on financial basis alone. Wealth is both spiritual, physical, mental, um, psychological, um, in terms of wisdom, in terms of wholeness, even financially. I think it's concluded. Then the last is it says you'll be rich forever. That means that. You can have if you roll on this covenant, you have transgenerational wealth, wealth that you pass on to children, children, and children to come. You see, I noticed something very, very important in my early years of faith. I remember the fact that I practiced. The words I read in the Bible as I saw it immediately. So I remember reading Proverbs 3 one day and I saw the, the part of first fruits caught my eye. So nobody, nobody taught me that. I just decided to practice it. And God met me where I was and I saw my business soar. And I read at some point. You know um, about giving different dimensions of giving and all of that so I make commitments as time was evolving 
asoma business soa for the over the years you know when my season of drought probably season whereby i had to go into um the wilderness i would say came even before that season started it took me through i think it was because about that time it started anyways it took me through a scriptural reading in um, the book of genesis 37 or 47 about 37 or so of, uh, is it 42 42 is about joseph and he began to teach me financial principles so i knew then that money will come i knew that for god to be teaching me his principles he wants to entrust him onto my hands some levels of wealth that i could not only imagine it even the dreams i began to have began was out of this world at that time you know, now I can relate with it because I'm accustomed to those realities now. Why I'm sharing this is this. There's not really any templates as to how your life is going to work out. A lot of us, we kill ourselves before our time because of society, societal demands. You know, we forget that our scripts are not the same. The exams we take in life are not the same. You know, because you have set in school, we always move around that mentality. I look at my peers, see what they are doing, see what they are achieving. What the truth about it is this in the scheme of life, there's no late common. The day you succeed is the day you succeed. And the day you actually come into realization of who you are, is the day you come into realization of who you are. And what amazes me about this scripture is his family will be wealthy and rich. And he. So the family was first, or will first be wealthy and rich. Then he will be prosperous forever. That is mind blowing for me. Do you see what I'm saying? What remains is that the first and first is as you get married, you must secure your family's future. In terms of wealth and being rich, then the man can now say, can now become prosperous forever. That tells me that if you secure the future of your offspring, you are prosperous forever. You can secure that future through quality education. You can secure that future through quality investment in place for them. You can secure their future through right exposures. You know right teachings right um, trainings to ensure that they can replicate your success and they can sustain the success that will pass on to them as a button so i want you to understand this perfectly i want you to resist any form of reality around here that tells you families don't work and there's this plague all around, you know, our society has forced even those who claim that they believe in God to begin to ascribe the standards that are not sustainable into the setting of a marriage. 
I understand perfectly that it's good and proper, cream and proper for even both of you before you get married to be in good working conditions. That means you are so that you have a business or you are employed. You are earning some money or making some money. That is God's design. So the pressure should not be on one sided. But there are exceptions and I make this public because there are exceptions because if I had not been through what I've been through, I won't come to understand this. I used to think that if you don't have a work, if you don't have any business with a woman, until I heard stories from people, you know, I saw a man shared a story one day, he said, he literally didn't have anything before he met his wife. But the wife was keen on the vision he had, on the pictures he had painted, on where the guy saw himself. And I guess the only thing that qualifies her to have made that decision was because she prayed about it and she decided that this is her husband. The family was against her and she went ahead and made, she made her decision. Yes, let me say 10 years down the line or many years down the line, the man had become much more wealthy than the wife and the wife's family. But the moment they got married, they protected the ego of the husband. Thereby, the man was obliged to return a favor and he bought each of the spouses, each member of the spouse's family houses. When he shared the story, and I was like, wow, that is as an under level. He said the reason why he did that, he, that he did that too for his own family as well. Because you know, it's easy to cast your stone at somebody who's struggling. You know, to look at somebody and say that is that what his mate is doing? Is that what you know, and we see it a lot, you know, this pressure on manhood to always provide. And we forget that we are human beings as well. Men go through stuff. And trust me, no man, no matter what you think about the person, either you think he's lazy, probably you think he doesn't want to make most of his time. No man wants to be in a situation where they're powerless. It's really to fend for themselves. Every man likes to be on top of things. We're created that way. We're wired that way to be a provider. Isn't it a case of exceptions whereby you have to vet? Because I've seen people go into marriage as well whereby the husband becomes a problem. Not because of the situation. It becomes a problem because he doesn't even make attempts or probably try to become better. I've seen it happen and the burden of the family rests on the woman. And in those cases, you see the woman, you know, being authoritative at home, and it deals with the ego of the man, whereby the man feels like, oh, really, that he has nothing to offer, you know. But I'm saying this because it is necessary for us to understand that. People will always be people. 
even when you marry under perfect circumstances whereby everything goes well, everybody's boiling, every life is soft. There are really no guarantees that as life goes on, you'll be even face challenges. I know they tell us that, you know, uh, for better for worse, at the vow, but these days they change it for better for for best, right? But the reality is that life will not always be rosy. It will only be rosy for the wise who has prepared over time for all seasons, or who understand times and seasons of their life. Any life you see that is rosy is because somebody has made the grass green, has watered the grass, he has planted, and he has ensured that the harvest is sustainable through all seasons. So we all need to understand this, that treasure those people who put in the sacrifice to make system work, to make our homes work, to make the family become resourceful and blessed enough to have what they need. Long and short of my discussion is this, there are so many people who believe in polygamy, who believe in um, polyhandry. I just want you to know this now, understand this properly. Tendencies is in every man and a woman. But it takes a discipline, a deliberate discipline to contain your urges and say, I want to see something true. You see, I figure something very, very interesting about life. People that can't take something tend to dish out what they can take to others. You see a woman who is dealing with different men, insisting that this is the man as enforcing standards for a man she wants to marry. Whereas she has violated or she has dealt with the guy's ego by being with different men. And you see another lady, a guy rather, that is with different partners and has punctured life out of the woman at home because she feels like she doesn't even have a husband. She feels like her husband belongs to everybody. So, the truth about it is this. The original design is for us to have one partners. Many of you, many of us will argue that in the olden days, people had multiple wives, even the women that had multiple husbands, even in the Bible, documented. But read through one of them story, they didn't handle well, they didn't have a good story. They didn't have a good story. Their children didn't handle well. There was always adver- there was always issues with regard to family. When you have a polygamous or polyandry family. And I've had to this even when you, you are committed to yourselves as husband and wife, there are still people within the context of extended family who make your life difficult. For some families, for some family, you're lucky, everybody is happy with you, things are okay. But there are still some families where you have frictions, you have to you start to deal with all those things. And there are some families whereby for you to survive your marriage, you need to stay away from family 
as in I mean extended family because they, ha- they will make your life miserable. I say this for free. There's not really any template to this. You do what works for you. So long as you're happy. But one thing I always want to emphasize is this. Never let the home you are building tear apart the home that you came out from. Never let the home you are building tear apart the home that you came out from. You know, going back on being a blessing to your parents, giving to your parents, is a prerequisite to long life. It's, a, it's something that as your kids see those things, they also ensure that they take care of you. It's not because it's their responsibility, but it's a covenant responsibility of long life and well-being. So, I just want to say this to you, irrespective of the reality you find yourself today. I'm not judging you. What I'm saying is this. Change your thinking, change your life. You know, the whole idea of getting older or the turn of the calendar or the change of a new day is for us to do things better than yesterday. And I've seen people whereby I, you have grown beyond the labels people put on you. I was thinking, how do you take off those labels? Let me tell you the truth. The man Jesus healed, the blind Bartimaeus guy, he was still labelled by his problem of the past, even after he had been healed. Human tendencies always label you after your mistakes, no matter how perfect your life may have been. Even if you've kept a clean sheet and you make one mistake, it's that one mistake that they see, they don't see how perfect you've tried to live your life. So you hold it to nobody to focus on your imperfections. Your job is to make sure you do your best every day to be your perfect self, to improve, keep developing yourself, continuous improvement daily. That's what the Bible says, the path of a righteous person shines brighter and brighter to this perfect day. So I just want to encourage someone out there, before you go into marriage, it is about responsibility, collective responsibility. You must, com- you must be committed to growth, was committed to evolving because the vision will always evolve. The reason why we have divorces is because either of the party is not evolving. Whenever you have a family or a home whereby one party is not evolving as the other is evolving, there will be cracks. Some of you feel because you're married, you shouldn't look appealing to your spouse. And it goes both ways, you know. The lady wants the guy with a six-pack. And even as funny as you think, they are fantasies. Those are the things that lead to the extramarital affairs. The guy wants a lady with a much more, you know, uh, setting after the, lady, the wife has given birth to a number of kids. So it is our responsibility to feed ourselves with those fantasies that you think you have. Talk about things the way you want to be talked about. So the idea of you want your you want sex to be holy. <laughs> talk talk about how you want to have sex in marriage, because that's part of the fulfillment of marriage. It's part for those who waited. <laughs> okay, hmm. it's okay. You know, not everybody here has capacity to make carry that cross. You know, I've been privileged to have waited, and I'm seriously praying that whoever 
I entrust the privilege of sharing my life with and the person does the same thing of entrusting the privilege of sharing our life with me I really do pray it's worth it and I don't want to have a broken home so I'm very very careful sometimes you think like this guy is not serious but at times you see people in their raw state and you're like is this what you want to sign up for or the rest of your life sometimes you just you just gotta pray and ensure that every day of your life in as much as you want to be yourself ensure that you are growing into a better person daily because the idea of a family is for you to evolve to your old age in a perfect stage of fulfillment of purpose that God wants for you and God takes you on so there are no perfect fa- templates for families your family is going to be, is to be, to be different from mine so do what, what works for you so for some family the guy might have to do more of covering the lady for her for the home to stand some families the <laughs> The woman may have to do more of covering the dude for the home to be sustainable. But there has to be a balance at some point. Because as human beings, people break and that's why they get fed up. People need to understand that in as much as somebody is carrying a weight that because it's easy for the person there's not many take the person for granted and all of that. So here's my prayer. I pray that if you are listening to me and you're trusting God for your own marriage, I pray that in the course of this year you meet someone special, someone that fits in the bill for your future, somebody that understands you, somebody that can incubate your future with you, either male or female. I know you understand that scripturally it is an anomaly for a male male or female female marriages so I'm not praying for such here I am only praying for male and female because life is in binaries zeros and one and I do not disrespect the power of choice of any other person listening to me but I have to say it the way it is as I have been commanded to say it it is Adam and Eve it is male and female and I pray that as the scripture says one shall chase a thousand two shall chase ten thousand as you get in harmony with each other understanding each other sometimes we let our character affect our home because we don't know when we are altering the next person with our actions we feel good with it actually you've damaged your home already so I just want you to understand this I pray that every home and its alien be healed everyone in a relationship that is not supposed to lead you to marriage when the right person comes your way I hope you can see the person because really if you know what you're looking for you know the person I really do pray for open eyes and improve your mental capacity to sustain relationships you know 
sometimes relationships break because of lack of comprehending as in there are two different levels of mental levels so you have somebody communicating at a level higher than the other so they can't go together so i pray that you marry your kind marry the person that fits that understands you at your level so that you someone will not be telling you that you are crazy or you need help whereas it's because you are at a different frequency of thought i pray you settle down with your kind marry somebody that would appreciate you for who you are that will love you for who you are and that will treasure you you know that will see you as a reason to uphold family values for generations to see that families is the solution of society i pray that your marriages last forever your kids live in within the context of a happy family i pray that the covenant of long life and prosperity rest upon you and in one as a breadwinner listening to me that is looking for a job or looking to start a business that's in a difficult situation that says they are trusting god for help i pray that help will be released to you and any spouse that is also in the condition whereby they need help they need to fulfill their own destinies i pray that god almighty visits your circumstances as well in the name of jesus christ everyone listening to me i pray that you experience god's salvation on a daily basis whether you're saved or not i pray that god's salvation has become real in your heart that you begin to walk in god's actualizational plan for your life that god become real to you that you will know god and be more like god in as much as we live in a very crazy world may you be a solution to the craziness out there in the name of jesus christ amen see you on friday thank you